his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey now. (laughs) How you doing? My goodness. Happy Mother's Day. It is just, let me tell you, today it was cloudy when I got up. And, of course, it turned sunny again over North Minneapolis, and then it turned cloudy again. And through every phase of that, of of those moments, I was absolutely thrilled, just thrilled. If it was going to rain, I was happy. If it was going to be sunshine all day, I would have been happy. It's just a beautiful day for Mother's Day for me, and I hope it's been a beautiful Mother's Day for you. What if it snowed? If it had snowed, I would have been happy. Because let me tell you, mm. you know, my daughter and her family moved here about a year and a half ago. And to have my granddaughters, my grandchildren here, three of them, one son and two daughters, it changed my life. I just love it so much. And so they were over here today, and it was beautiful, Jonathan. It was just a wonderful day. I got outside with the children and played a lot. Javita and I were taking turns. It was so much fun. And just to know that you are loved, you know, they lay on your shoulder, they they kiss you on the cheek. You know, the youngest one that was here uh, is two years old. And my grandson, I should, no, it really is my grandson. He's not two yet, so he's a year old and will soon be two. But um, he was the smallest one, and they all just love all of us. They run into their aunts and uncles' arms when they see them. They play well together. All the children play well. So there was a four-year-old, almost five. There's a nine-year-old, almost 10. And we just had a, seriously, they ran, we played, they they tried to beat out their cousins. It was so beautiful, Jonathan. And I think that's what I'm holding on to today. We hear so much in the news that can be so strange, just not, not just strange, but awful. And sometimes you just need to find the blessing of the day. And today I found that for Mother's Day. It was just beautiful. My brothers are remarkable men, and all three of them were with us today. Just, It was just beautiful. I missed my sixth sibling, which is my sister Janice, who lives in California. She's a pastor in California, and uh, I missed her today. But boy, I tell you, it's just a beautiful, beautiful day. So how was your weekend, especially Mother's Day today? It it, it was fine. It was... Uh... Very low key, except mm-hmm. for me driving today. I uh, got into a little bit of rage on the roads and yelled at a couple people, and I need to apologize for that on the air. wasn't very sun like, uh, but I did call my mother and did wish her a uh, happy Mother's Day, and we talked for a little bit, and I did uh, reach out to my aunts and my cousins and wish them happy Mother's Day as well. 
Oh, that's wonderful. I know you sometimes see your parents, you know, they'll come to the Twin Cities or you'll go home several times. Do you ever say, I'm going to make it home for Mother's Day? I have to make it home for Mother's Day. Uh, no, um, I, I haven't done that in a while. Uh, really, the reason why, one of the reasons why is I would have to leave you if I had to go home for Mother's Day. Cause, oh, you know, man, did Sunday. you throw me up against the wall? Did you really? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh Talk my to my gosh. mother. Say, blame that Jerry, and she's the one. She's the one. She's the one. No, she'll never believe it. Uh, <laughs> if I meet her one time, she'll never believe that. Come on. <laughs> well, Jonathan, it's just been a beautiful weekend. It really has. I've had finally so much fun. I've been working, and I love to work. You know, it's it's weird with this COVID because it's still going on. And sure. Some things are canceling. Some things are just being delayed, trying to figure out, can they fix it all? Do you worry about it? Are you back in a mask? I still, I still, well, I, I'm still in a mask. I still wear a mask uh, when I go out. Um, I, I've never been the most steadfast at wearing it every single moment, except when I'm eating and drinking. But I do take it with me. Uh, I had to be about a month ago. I was leaving the apartment, and I was walking out, and I said to myself, oh, I forgot my mask. And I walked right back in and picked up my mask. That's something that would never have happened two years ago. Never. Yeah. And it's just kind of baked in now. So I still take it with me. Am I as good about wearing it as I should be? I wouldn't say I am, but I do take it with me. The numbers here in Minnesota, I heard, and I heard from someone, I didn't read it, but I heard that it was increasing. The numbers were increasing. We're getting another, we're, we're getting the, the start of another wave. It's another variant of the Omicron right. variant. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to see it come through again, very contagious, uh, you know, but there, there's a lot of... Uh, the word I'm trying to think of, there's a lot of, I can't think of the word. It's it, feeling. Like of, too. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of feeling out there that it's, we're sick of it. We're sick and tired. We're over it. We're done with it. And it's one of those things that we still have to stay up on and me included, everybody included, but mm-hmm. it, it's something that we are, really getting sick of that's the best way i can explain it well it's kind of easy to get sick of it these days that's for sure but uh, i must say it's been it's been uplifting today for me and i don't worry about covid anymore i really don't but i keep a mask in the car i keep a mask in my purse just in case you know if you start hearing somebody cough put your mask on You know, if you can see someone sneezing, just put your mask on. And it shouldn't insult us. It really should not insult us. If I'm sitting next to someone and I'm coughing and they want to put a mask on, I would say thank you, right? Because that that makes them more comfortable. It would make me more comfortable. But people feel like that can be, some people feel like that could be an insult. And that is unfortunate. That is for sure. So what we should do is just look after each other. So if I were sitting next to you, Jonathan, and we've been working together for years, um, and I, you know, you started coughing and sneezing and immediately, you know, I would put a mask on. What would you think? How would you feel about that? That's fine. That, hey, that is, now. that's fine. That's now. what I'm talking about. 
people people want to look at the individual liberty of everything and they 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 look at the masks that people put on and some people out there just automatically think oh it's, it, this is against freedom this is against individual liberty this is against my freedom to to uh, uh, to be out there and outgoing and and whatever you want to think and we don't look at it from the standpoint of maybe this person is just hypersensitive about not getting sick or not giving th- something to somebody. Maybe that's we, – we have to live with that freedom as well. It's a freedom of thought. It's a freedom of mind. It's a freedom of your own well-being. you got to be able to, to figure that out as well. It is so true, Jonathan. Is, is the truck so backing true. up again? This no. happened last week. <laughs> is the truck backing up No, one up of my siblings house? just came through the door. <laughs> Second week no, in a no, row. No. We got to talk about these deliveries, these, these truck deliveries to your home. We got to talk about that. No trucks, dude. No trucks. Don't even try it. Nobody's backing up outside. Hey, we got to take a break, but I do want Jonathan to mention that the Twins baseball returns on Tuesday, correct? Uh, yes, uh, looks like they have tomorrow off. Uh, just like last weekend, uh, th- we may be good luck, Geraldine, for the Twins. <laughs> last <know>. weekend, <laughs> they swept Chicago. This weekend, they swept Oakland. I'm just saying, the only common denominator, uh, other than them being a decent team and them being at home, was us. Is us. I think uh-huh. we are... The good luck charm for the twins. I'm just going to put it out there right man. now. I would never say it. I'd never say. I don't even feel that way. But God bless you. This is not the hey. broadcaster's <laughs> curse. This is not. Watch next weekend. They'll sweep next weekend too. And they're hosting Houston Astros on Tuesday, right? That's a big series. Uh, Houston, wow. good team. Uh, possibly the best team in the in the West. The Angels are doing well as well, but. This is a team that uh, just came off of going to the World Series last year, the, the AL pennant, reigning pennant winners. So it's a good franchise, and it'll be a good matchup. Well, the pregame is 6 p.m. pregame, 6 p.m. with 6.40 p.m. first pitch right here on WCCO. So do stay tuned. We're going to take a break and come back with some chatter items and um, also talk about the makeup that was put on my face today. Yeah, think about that. That was put on my face today. Ooh, so much to say. We'll be back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do is sit here and be with you on a Sunday night. And, of course, our first guest is going to be at 735. You definitely want to hear from Jillian Locke, um, a professor at Gustavus Adolphus College who uh, is teaching and uh, talking to young women. There is so much to talk about. She is a professor of political science and gender Women and Sexuality Studies. Oh, yeah. And um, she's also available for comment about Roe versus Wade, and we are definitely going to take advantage of that. So I'm so looking forward to doing that interview with Jillian uh, Locke tonight. This um, segment, this very short segment, I really want to talk about my granddaughter, my oldest one. She has um, a a gift to do makeup uh, on herself. She will wrap her hair uh, in the African traditions. She will take cloths that I, I give her, like scarves, you know, wide scarves. I give her and say, hey, play with these and see what you think. And it's amazing what she can do. So she asked if she could do my makeup. And I love the way she does her makeup when her mother allows her to play with it. And sure enough, um, she gave me for my birthday last Wednesday um, some beautiful colors for eyes. I am terrible it, with doing my eyes, especially putting eyeshadow on. It's just terrible. I don't know why I can't get that right. And the blending of it, I just don't get the blending right. I have to start looking at some of those YouTube videos a little closer. Let's just put it that way. But it's amazing. She did my my eyes today, and my little one, who's four years old, um, she decided, you know, Grandma, and she says, Grandma, I really want to do your lips. And I'm like, okay. So I pull out all my makeup. And she decides to pick different lipsticks. So the eyes were first. And I'm going to tell you this right now. It was shocking when I got to see what it looked like. It was nothing like the way Saren does hers. But man, did she pick some beautiful, beautiful colors. And I appreciate that. I still have it on today. And I think I'm going to take a picture of it um, when the show is over and post it on Facebook. Because... It may seem ghoulish to some people or may seem too much to some people, but I think my granddaughter has quite an eye. And she just has to learn. Um, her her um, cousin said today, she says, Saren, all you have to do, honey, is learn how to blend it in. 
That's the key. You got to blend them in. And so I hope that she will be able to work with her on that because she loves this. She loves to to do the makeup on her dolls. She does makeup on her mom. She just loves it. And at the age of nine, she'll be 10 soon. She's just so looking forward to perfecting the eyes. So yeah, I may look ghoulish to you, but I think it ain't nothing but love. Nothing but love. <laughs> and that was just a blast. Now, let me tell you about the lipstick right quick. Okay. So I have all types of jewel tones and bright, bright reds and um, a gloss that has glitter on it. So when I'm on stage, um, if the gloss is put on, you can really see that glitter on my lips. And she just kept picking all of them. And she started going, oh, wow, I like this. Oh, wow, this is really bright. She wanted the brightest one in the bag was what she wanted to use. So she put on about five different lipsticks on my lips and then finished it off with glitter. So why does that matter to me? Because she loves to put lipstick on. She asked, Mommy, can I put lipstick on today? And, of course, she will hand her the muted colors because it's, you know, it's a little weird to see a bright red on your grandchild that's only four years old. But, boy, did we have a fun time at the at the table today just doing the makeup of Grandma and <laughs> the lips of Grandma. And she didn't go outside the line much on the lips. That's what was shocking as well. Now, my eyebrows look more like Groucho Marx. Now, anybody that's listening that knows who Groucho Marx is, you know how thick his eyebrows were. So one of my eyebrows looks a little strange, but the other one, wow, not bad at all. So it was really a trip watching this unfold. And there we were laughing and talking and hugging each other and coming back. Wait a minute, Grandma, I can do this better. I can do this. No, no, wait, Grandma. Wait, Grandma. Let me finish your lips. It was just beautiful. Grandmother and granddaughters together. How about that? All right, we're going to take a break and we'll come back in a moment. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. 
We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is now 7.32 here at WCCO. Welcome back. My goodness, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. Thanks to the producers, Jonathan Lowe, Chris Tubbs, and Craig Schofer. Our first guest tonight is Jillian Locke. We can call her Jill. And I'm excited to have her join us. Who is she? Well, Gustavus Adolphus College, professor of political science and gender, women, and sexuality studies. Jill is available uh, to talk about Roe versus Wade, her commentary on the role of shame and how it's weaponized or ignored in politics has been featured in the Washington Post. When she first moved to Minnesota two decades ago, she volunteered as an escort for patients at Planned Parenthood in St. Paul. Considering this background, she really brings a unique balance of academic political expertise and lived experience to her analysis, and she is joining us now. Jill, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Ms. Steele, and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you, I hope. My goodness. First of all, just mentioning Planned Parenthood, reading that, um, I have wept because of what is going on right now. I don't understand why so many, especially men, want to be in our bodies. They want to control who we are and what we are. And that's a real problem for me. For me. Let me start with that alone. Um, when it all happened, you know, Roe versus Wade, Women got together and we were fighting and we, we wanted this, this, this madness to stop of controlling us. How desperately should we work um, with our hands, our mind, our money, all of it? How much should we work to make sure this does not happen? That they don't, although they say that it's already done, I don't believe that. I think it can be changed. Tell me how you feel about it. You know, I I think we have to work extremely hard to protect the the right um, to choose an abortion, and I think that I, I don't know if I'm quite as optimistic as you, to be honest. This uh, looking down the pike, if this uh, decision does come out aligned with what we see in that draft, I'm I'm quite fearful for what that means for our for the right to abortion and our broader uh, privacy rights um, regarding everything from how we uh, kind of contraception that we choose to who we can, who we can marry. So I, I am, I am really um, deeply, deeply worried and even more, more as each day passed, I think since the, since the initial leak. You know, I have a daughter and I have granddaughters and I look at them in their eyes and I go, what will their world be like? It seems like this hunting um, that they are trying to begin and continue Mm -hmm. um, is just shocking. It's absolutely shocking. I keep saying to myself, Gerilyn, you should be standing on the top of a building and screaming, holding not just a, a, a board that says we have to stop this, but finding another way to get back at them on this. I mean, I'm, I'm angry now about it all. Are you? I'm furious. I'm furious. And I, I share that, that view that you don't, you're, there's almost a paralysis. Where do you 
begin. Um, and for me, one of the things that, that I was doing was, you know, preparing, kind of going over my notes and really thinking about this. That's how I spent most of my Mother's Day was actually reading and thinking about abortion rights and, and preparing to talk to you and your listeners. Um, no, I'm, I'm furious. And I'm and I think I have the same sense of dread, probably, that a lot of us who've been watching this for a long time have, in that they told us what they were going to do, and they're doing it. So, um, as the saying goes, when people tell you, you know, show you who they are, believe them. And I, I've been fearing this my entire adult life, and I don't mean to catastrophize. I'm not usually, I'm usually a kind of find my way through, um, but I think it's the time to, to speak about it in kind of timid terms is probably passed. So tell me what you're hearing. You know, I have a, a, a long-standing relationship with Gustavus. I just love them. And um, knowing that you are teaching at that school, um, a course called Sex, Power, and Politics at Gustavus, and that's since 2004, I believe. What are you hearing from the female students at Gustavus? Well, you know, the funny thing is I'm, I'm actually on sabbatical this year. Oh, you are. I'm, I am. So I am not in front of the classroom right at this minute, but I am getting email after email from former students writing to me to say, I, let's talk. Can we please chat? How do we make sense of this? Um, because one of the things that, that we, abortion is really a central issue in that sex power and politics class and and we talk about her reproductive justice and reproductive freedom more broadly but i make a really intentional point of, of saying the a word of, of talking about abortion access um in the context of the the fight for women's rights and the fight for civil rights because i think too often we we speak in euphemism and we don't really name name this right and and now all of a sudden um or maybe not all of a sudden but now we're really we're really wondering uh, what will become of that. Mm-hmm. So what we, some of the things that yeah. No, go ahead. No, but I'm guessing what I'm guessing because there have of course been previous gestures toward restrictions in the 20 years I've been teaching at Gustavus, um, and I think there is an immediate sense of fear um, about what this means uh, for young people's safety. And, and their ability to plan their future, their ability to access safe, legal, and affordable contraception and abortion care. Um, so I think that, and there is, there's an active group of students at Gustavus, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that you have a, a relationship to the college, uh, of students who, who do work um, to organize around issues of reproductive rights there and um, and I, I know those conversations that they're having are, are probably pretty, are probably uh, pretty so, sober and somber right now. I think for me, the challenge is that, you know, I have women and girls in my life that are really important to me. And my mm-hmm. fear is that how we have fought in the past is not going to work today. We are a totally different country. We have learned all of the holes that are in our Constitution. We have found out things that we did not clearly understand when Trump got in office. 
And so now, you know, we can walk. Remember the million woman uh, walk? walk? Yeah, you know, that that whole movement was great, but then it disappeared so quickly because we, our our attention is captured. It's like it's it's stolen by the television or by films, you name it. You know, we, we only listen and watch for a while and then we let it go and move on to something else. So how do we talk to the girls today? If you were to stand in front of a class right now, Knowing what is happening with Roe and Roe versus Wade, knowing that they are coming for our girls, they are coming for our our sisters. Knowing this, how in the world would you inv- advise them to fight? Because the fight before was totally different. Right, I I think you're right. The fight is different because the the war against Roe has been you know fifty years in the make, forty nine, fifty years in. The making and it has been a multi-front war. It has been waged at the state level, at the town level, at the medical level. Um, it's been obviously waged in the courts, and it has been waged through this sort of tacking back and forth between a kind of full front assault on Roe and the constitutional right to abortion. And then also these sort of minor battles when, when, when the mo- when the anti-abortion um, movement realized Roe was probably going to be settled law for a while when it was upheld with restrictions in 89 and 92, they said, that's fine. You know, that's fine. We'll let will be the law of the land. And I remember watching some interviews in the early 90s um, with some of the anti-abortion activists saying, it's actually in our interest to leave Roe as settled law, because then people will think abortion rights are safe, but the court has opened the door for these restrictions in these 89 and 92 cases. And so now what we're going to do is we're just going to eviscerate access at the state level with waiting periods, with parental notifications, um, with having to watch videos, having to give um, specious false information, and then, you know, making it an elective difficult to access for um, for medical students who, are, who would want to learn about, um, how, learn the procedure. And then let's not forget the violence. Right. I mean, we've watched the, the Dr. Slepian, Dr. Tiller get murdered, uh, the, the access, at, um, you know, the bombings of the, the, of the clinics. And, and I certainly saw when I was escorting the harassment on the front line. So what they've and then this plan to stack the courts. So in some sense, it's a bad news. And, and, we're deli- and Trump delivered his three anti-Roe justices and, and they're doing exactly what they were put there to do. So, the, I mean, that's the bad news that it has been this multifaceted war on reproductive rights. I suppose the good, the good news is the sort of bloom where you're planted. One of the things that's disturbed me is that, is that clergy played, Protestant clergy played a really powerful role in the fight for abortion rights, safe, legal, and accessible abortion rights, because they saw the people dying um, of botched abortions. They saw people yeah. drowning in, in parenting more children than, than they were capable of parenting. And so that was seen actually as a religious um, freedom issue. Right now we're hearing a number of um, pro-choice Jewish activists talking about how, you know, uh, 
the Jewish right to an abortion is sacred. Those, those kinds of uh, reproductive rights have religious freedom standing. The Protestant clergy are really still very quiet on this. So if you're involved in a religious community, I think that's a place that you can get involved. Another thing, doctors have also really, there's been a real dereliction of duty, I think, there. Um, other than those doctors that are on the front lines performing abortions, most doctors are pro-choice, but they've kind of chosen not to dirty their hands with this. And so it, it has become a kind of isolated and stigmatized and obviously highly dangerous aspect. But if it could be embedded aspect of medical care, but if it's embedded in a broader breadth of hospitals, doctors, cl- clinics across the lines, right, from cancer care to um, pediatrics, all standing shoulder to shoulder, to prevent, to, to protect abortion rights, I think that is something to, to do. I think the Democratic Party needs to say the word abortion more. I think there's been this, you know, this, this real refusal to say people are pro-abortion when, you know, abortion saves lives, so it's okay to be pro-abortion. So the right has sort of put abortion politics into everything. I suppose the best thing we can do with that is realize it's everywhere, and so wherever we're planted, we are actually positioned to push back, and the majority of Americans support abortions. Um, they they support abortion access. One out of four, one out of five, their varying estimates of women have an abortion in their life. All of us know people who have had abortions and, and whose lives have been improved by that access. And it, it's not enough to have something horrible happen and then expect the people who've had abortions to tell as, as you see now, their most vulnerable, devastating stories in order to be seen. I think people um, across the board need to use their positions of influence and not leave it to women um, to tell their, to tell their, their most uh, private stories right now in this time of, in this time of crisis. All right. If you're just joining us right now, um, we have with us Jillian Locke of Gustavus Adolphus College. She's a professor of political science and gender, women and sexuality studies. And we are pleased to have her join us. If you don't mind, can you stick with us, Jill? Absolutely. All right. We have her joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. We'll be back in a moment. It is now 7.51 here at WCCO. Welcome back. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele, and we are um, talking about something very serious with uh, Professor Jillian Locke. She's a professor at Gustavus Adolphus College of Political Science and Gender, Women, and Sexuality Studies. Welcome back, Jill. Thank you Um, so much. As we wrap up this conversation, I have to ask this question. I don't understand why the fight for abortion is as loud and and, uh, successful as it is because the children, they literally, after the woman has the child, they walk away. Mm -hmm. Those that are against abortion walk away from these children. They may see about them for a few months, but after a very short amount of time, that's it. There's no, they don't make sure there's food. Mm -hmm. They don't make sure that these families have homes. They don't make sure of anything. They literally want you to have the child and and just go out and do whatever you have to do. We have 9,000 children homeless on the streets of Minnesota every night. Yet they are telling us to, oh, don't abort, don't abort. 
And I don't understand that. How do you look at the children and do nothing or so little that it, it can't make a dent, but you want to tell us what to do with our bodies. You want to tell us how to make that happen. It's ridiculous. So where do we go from here? Yeah, I think that, right, the contradictions are just glaring. Um, the, you know, the former director of Planned Parenthood, Sarah Stacey, used to say, you know, the easiest baby to care for is the one that's growing in somebody else's body, right? And, you know, it, once the kid, once you have a baby out in the world, it, it requires a lot of care. And the same people, as you say, the same people who are the loudest in the anti-abortion chorus are the stingiest and, and cruelest when it comes to caring for born children, for born people, and, and supporting the mothers and parents um, and grandparents and communities who are raising and educating them. I mean, you only have to look at our maternal mortality rate to see that if we really wanted to start with uh, care for children, uh, we, we wouldn't, first of all, separate it from care for care for people carrying those children, right? We would also invest in and double down on support uh, for prenatal and, and, and um, postpartum care uh, for early childhood education. And, and I don't quite understand how, how um, the anti-abortion, this anti-abortion agenda, which is so single issue, is detached completely from all of these other issues of life, right, and livelihood. I mean, we can even be Jeffersonian about it, you know, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How um, how people don't call that bluff a bit harder and 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 really ask those hard questions. They've they've gotten the heart. They've somehow seized a moral high ground. And we've been debating this. Uh, you know, I remember in college in the '80s having this question about how can abortion rights claim the moral high ground when uh, right now, when pro, when anti-abortion so, so compellingly seem to be convinced, convincing everyone that this is the moral position. Well, part of it was when we leaned into the language of choice that doesn't quite have that same moral high ground, but people do prioritize choice in the U S that has a kind of moral standing. So I, I, I don't again have uh have the answer, but I think in those moments, I think we do need to ask those questions. When people are, you know, going on and on about the sanctity of life, I, I think we 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 can rightly demand what is your what is your card look like? Your what is your life scorecard? What are the things that you're really working on, right? right. Um, and how are we putting people in a position to care for the children that they already have? Or care for the children, um, you know, care f to be able to, to bring their pregnancies to term and, and to care for those children. Poverty shouldn't, poverty shouldn't be the reason that someone seeks an abortion. Um, but we do have people who don't have access, you know, uh, don't have access to basic housing. Um, that's no, those are no conditions to bring someone into, to bring another life into this world. And they have the audacity to make sure that nothing will happen to someone who raped the woman, 
our, our incest where a family member took them over and, and had sex with them. There's nothing, if I'm not mistaken, am I right about that? They're doing nothing about that. You cannot have an abortion, period. Not for in this draft, right. There's no protection for rape or incest. And theoretically, the the mother's health could still, you know, that that could still be a trigger for some protection, but by the or the woman's life, not health life. Um, but that's also that's insincere, even for people who say that they support it. Um, you know, in the case of the woman's life, that is completely insincere because, first of all, um, it's too late. You know, there are a lot of high profile. By the time you realize that a pregnant person is going to die um, because their preeclampsia, for example, is so great, or they they have cancer and they can't both carry their pregnancy to term and get the chemotherapy and the therapy that they need. There's a million reasons why women's lives are at risk while they're pregnant. So, uh, you know, it's a very, it's a very demanding um, condition, right? It's, it pregnancy is. is da- pregnancy is very dangerous. It is. And by the time that happens where you realize someone's going to die, that's not even going to trigger, um, you know, that's not going to trigger protection. That's for sure. And Jillian, I wish we had more time. We could do an hour of this. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we will be calling on you again for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a good evening. You too. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we've got a great guest, Jeremy Hansen-Willis. We'll be back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.